the Blessed Virgin Mary and Almighty God had the same Son in common. Dear Smergut, God and Mary with you, especially my listeners in the Philippines. This is the Meditation and Mental Prayer podcast, Catholics Talking and Listening to God. This is the second part in our series, Co-Redemptrix, Mary's Part in Our Redemption. This episode is sponsored by MeditationJournals.com, and they are giving away a free meditation journal on their website, MeditationJournals.com. In the last episode, we emphasized God's plan to invite you and I to volunteer to become cooperators in his great plan of redemption. This episode concentrates on God's salvation as applied to his mother before she was conceived. The Blessed Virgin, as we know, is the Immaculate Conception. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to understand how Mary is co-redemptrix. Not only must we understand it ourselves, but we must be able to explain it to others. It was God's will that the Blessed Virgin be born without the stain of original sin, because she was to be the mother of Jesus Christ, and never for a moment could she be his enemy. In preparation for Jesus the Son of God to be incarnated as human on earth, his mother must be prepared and be as pure as Eve was when first created. This was the Great Reset. As the stain of Adam and Eve is passed from parent to child, Jesus, being God, could not have this happen to him. God his Father is purity, is holiness, is beauty. His mother must be pure, holy, and without stain of sin. Jesus, being God, could not fall under the law that all who enter this life do so with the guilt of original sin on their soul. Jesus Christ could not be born of a woman who would pass unto him the stain of original sin. If God did not intervene, Mary as an ordinary woman, born of human parents, would have been subject to inheriting their stain of original sin. As the mother of God, she would need to be redeemed. She would need the merits of her son's passion and death to cleanse her from that sin and bring her redemption. Jesus Christ, who is the only mediator between man and God, would want his mother to be bought by his redeeming blood. You will often hear Catholics say, everyone wants a perfect mother, and so Jesus made sure he got the best. And so Jesus, as the perfect son, applied redemption to his mother in a very unique way. One of the best ways to explain it is this. We are conceived in original sin, and we are cleansed and delivered from it. Mary was delivered and redeemed from original sin by being preserved from it. That means that the saving blood of Jesus Christ was applied to her before she was conceived. In Jeremiah, we read, Before I formed thee in the bowels of thy mother, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and made thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah 1.5 Mary said to Elizabeth, Behold, all nations shall call me blessed. When the soul of the Blessed Virgin was infused into her body at the moment of conception, it should have carried the stain of original sin, but such a calamity would not be allowed to happen to she who was predestined to be the mother of God. Mary's part in redemption began in Genesis, when God said to the serpent, I will put enmities between thee and the woman, and thy seed and her seed. She shall crush thy head, and thou shalt lie in wait for her heel. It was the will of God that Mary crushed the serpent's head, the head of Satan. Logically, Mary could not do this if she was imprisoned in Satan's power. This is why the church calls Mary the new Eve. The Blessed Virgin 
must be born as Eve was born. When Eve was first created by God, she was all fair, all holy, and full of grace. But Eve refused to obey God and sinned. Mary must be saved from the infection of Eve's sin. Whereas Jesus saves the rest of mankind by raising us up from our fall. He saved his mother by preventing her fall in the first place. Now this was the only thing that ever happened or ever will happen that could be called the Great Reset. St. Francis of Sales explains that the sin that had spread from generation to generation stopped when it reached the Holy Mother of God. St. Francis calls to mind Joshua 3.14 and how the Israelites needed to cross the Jordan carrying the Ark of the Covenant, the water stopped to make a safe pathway for the Ark. For Mary, who is the new Ark of the Covenant, the tide of original sin stopped. Poetically, St. Francis says of Our Blessed Lady, Sin drew back its waters, revering and dreading the presence of the true Ark of the Eternal Covenant. Mary today is hailed as the true Ark of the Covenant, as the Ark of the Covenant in those ancient times held the Ten Commandments known as the Word of God. Mary held the Word of God in her womb, and so she became the new Ark of the Covenant. And here is an important theological principle, enunciated by St. Thomas. Those whom God chooses for a particular purpose, he prepares and disposes so that they may be found suitable for the purpose for which they are chosen. We must conclude, therefore, that God gave to our Blessed Lady not just sanctifying grace, but such a measure of grace and supernatural endowment as befitted one who was to be the Mother of God and the chosen partner of the Word incarnate in the work of redemption. Let's consider that again. The Mother of God was the chosen partner of the Word incarnate, Jesus Christ, in the work of redemption. Our Lady and God had the same Son in common. Thank you, Siobhan, for that reading. Today's meditation will focus on this truth. The Blessed Virgin Mary and Almighty God had the same Son in common. Bringing this to mind will bring you in to the presence of God very quickly. So this great reset took place at the moment of the conception of Jesus Christ in the womb of Mary full of grace. This event was so huge, so perfect, so all-encompassing. It touched to the very souls of all those awaiting in limbo, unable to enter heaven because Jesus had not yet died on the cross and therefore set them free. Remember how he descended into hell, which was not the hell of the damned. We know that this is where Abraham, Isaac, Rebekah, all those ancient Israelites were waiting for the day of salvation. But before this could happen, great preparation would be required for the earth and mankind to be ready for this great reset. The incarnation of the Son of God as man was not some flivorous event in a timeline of which was arbitrary. The timing of this event was set in stone. As you meditate upon this, imagine the place of limbo. See it as a place of murkiness, somewhere under the earth. Now there there would be great sorrow for sin, but there would also be great anticipation of Adam and Eve and of King David, because they would know that the release was coming soon. The Messiah that they long for is about to enter earth. Now just watch King David with tears in his eyes and great sorrow for his sins, looking fondly onto the sunlit earth on his relation, the humble virgin kneeling in prayer. 
He is filled with joy that one of his lineage should be prepared and cooperate fully in this remaking of earth. King David watching from the gloom of the underworld watches and seeing the great angel Gabriel descending from heaven listens to the message. He hears his own name mentioned. He replays and replays the message with tears of joy as the other souls gather around him to hear of their coming redemption. And Gabriel said to Mary, Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of David his father, and he shall reign in the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How shall this be done, because I know not man? And the angel answering said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow thee, and therefore also the Holy which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her that is called barren, because no word shall be impossible with God. And here we have the very peace which we all love, and which brings the cooperation to a pinnacle, the cooperation of Mary with the plan of salvation and redemption. When she said to Gabriel, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. This then is the part of the meditation where you enter mental prayer. And that is you enter alone into the prayer of the heart. Talk to Jesus about your understanding of what happened. Listen silently as lights of love, of knowledge enter your soul. Allow the Holy Ghost to love you and love him in return. Quietly begin to thank God for what he has done for you. This is your thanksgiving. You have been chosen to be born again through baptism. You have been prepared by God for your work in cooperation, in co-redemption. Now the offering of yourself comes at this point. As you watch Gabriel about to leave Our Lady, call out to him in your imagination, in your picturing, in your mental prayer. Call out to him and beg him to thank God on your behalf. Offer yourself and your daily duties for sanctification. In your petition now, beg God for the strength you will need to answer his calls to grace in every moment of your life. For it is in those calls to grace to pray that you will be praying for others, praying for family, for friends, for the wider world, for the church, as you take your place in co-redeeming and helping God and bringing to his notice, to his concern, your concerns for other souls. Ask for new insights on the state of your own soul. Tell Jesus that you don't want any surprises on Judgment Day. Ask to be shown the state of your soul today so that you can get ready quickly because you must be ready to help in the whole work of co-redeeming the world, of helping Our Lady in her grand plan to do the will of God to the ends of the earth. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I hope that it helps you solidify in your own mind the reasons why we turn to our Blessed Lady and address her as co-redemptrix. 
I hope also that the information in the episode will help you better explain it to other people as well. Thank you and God bless.